Hi, everyone. This is Carrie Bellog. I am the founder and chief groupie of Brand Groupies Consulting, where we obsess about your brands. Build your brand, rock your brand, and fans will come. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brand Groupies podcast, where we talk to inspiring entrepreneurs and brand leaders who are building and rocking their brands. And today, I actually have a new series that I am excited about launching and integrating into the normal podcast, um, you know, uh, schedule. The uh, Brand Groupies backstage, <laughs> which I have been thinking about for years, and. Um, I, I all of a sudden I said, you know what? I'm going to do it now. I'm so passionate about the people I work with and the brand um, groupies behind the brands that really don't get the stage, and they are, you know, really doing all this these incredible things to make these brands um, shine. And so I am really excited to welcome uh, Keith Fiore today to Good the morning. brand groupies <laughs> backstage series kickoff. Um, so Keith is a New Jersey native, and he's an influencer. Influential staple in the design and branding community with 20 plus years in graphic design, packaging and marketing. Keith has produced internationally recognized work for some of the industry's most influential fashion brands from the American Eagle Outfitters logo to Tommy Hilfiger, founder and creative director of independent branding studio Rogue Creative. His commitment is to bring fresh creative design with the highest standard of brand excellence. So welcome, Keith, to the Brand Groupies podcast. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I know we've rescheduled like three times well. <laughs> <laughs> because we've been working together on great projects. So we've been really busy. Yes. So um, so happy we made it happen. I agree. I agree. Yeah, this is definitely uh, worth uh, worth the wait. Worth the wait, yes. And, I, and I'm getting over cold, so sorry about the voice, but I said I'm not rescheduling again. Um, so, you know, when I say, when I tell people about Keith and your brilliance in design and everything, I'm like, well, he designed the American Eagle Outfitter. Is it American Eagle or America America Eagle? Well, it's really American Eagle Outfitters. American Eagle yeah, Outfitters. They're like a, they, you know, they've been around since the 70s. Yes, yes. So, you know, they've had a lot of iterations and I bet. Uh, when I was there, it was like the beginning of the whole design phase for them. Wow, wow! So I tell, I say, you know, you designed the eagle logo. Like, I, how cool is that? It was like, a good, it was one of those kind of things that happened super organically. So okay. it was a very fun process to bring that to what what we needed to do to really elevate the brand at the time. Amazing! So I'd love to hear about your background. Like, how did you get started in you know in design. design? Well, basically, I was I was a drummer in in rock bands long before I was ever a. Uh, illustrator or graphic designer. So, um, you know, when everyone else was going to college, I was playing bars and bands. I mean, I started playing in first bar I played was in, I think I was 14 years old. So I started playing around doing all that stuff and everybody was going off to college. And I said, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And, you know, after a while, you know, you get to the point where I don't want to be poor anymore. I got to figure out a proper career. What am I going to do? And it just wasn't happening at the time. This was the end of the, you know, the mid nineties. So things were really changing. Um, and I was really lucky that I was always able to draw anything I saw. And I never went to college. Uh, I, went, I went to schools, but I never did anything like uh, mm -hmm. at a higher level. So, you know, I started to work for screen printers and I worked for offset printers, but I was doing it from the ground up. So not knowing that this was going to be a very Mr. Miyagi way of learning uh, how to do the real disciplines of design. So, you know, operating the machines, unloading the trucks, packing the materials, all these things that you didn't think were going to be important. So I was working for an offset printer for a company and I, was, I saw this guy doing graphic design. And I was like, well, I'm lifting things that weigh three times more than I do and doing all the work on giant, giant machines that could eat you. I'm like, this is crazy. I want to do something else. And what he was doing just seemed super exciting to me. So a friend of mine was doing packaging design. And he says, if you're going to learn how to do this, you can't just draw with pen and ink. You've got to learn Illustrator and Photoshop, which to me knew nothing about it. I never even typed before. So I was like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And he sent me to this place where these days you and I would go to get an upgrade. You know, like, oh, here's a new Photoshop. Go and learn new features. So I went there, but I was like, I got to make the most out of this. So everything I did, I did it for a portfolio piece. So I had a portfolio when I walked out the door. And I loved it so much. For me, it was like someone, it was like a video game. Like someone turned on the switch for me. 
And I walked out of there and I had a portfolio that really wasn't that bad. I was like, this is okay. I answered an ad in the Asbury Park Press. So this was all locally. This was this was sure. very early. Okay, okay. This is early '90s, and I was like, I answered an ad in the Asbury Park Press for a company called Primetime Merchandise, which was basically a licensed product kind of place, and they were super excited to meet me. At this point, I had hair down to my chest. I looked like I had just walked <laughs> off a tour, and people were like, "Okay, I don't know what this is going to be," yeah. but they liked my book. Then, um, long story short, was we had different divisions at the time. We had a rock and roll division. We had a uh, um, an athletic division, all these kind of things like that. And the company really wanted to get into bigger things. And we used to do tour jackets. And we would do like uh, the direct embroidered jackets. So if you saw like the old Guns N' Roses video with the white leather jacket with the big logo on the back, like we worked on that. Oh, that's so cool. So one of my favorite things I ever worked on at the time was doing, and with the stuff we would do were for the, were for the crew and for the actual band. And uh, it was really exciting that we were able to take those things and then uh, make a bigger business out of it all the time. We were able to get uh, a shot at the Hard Rock Casino when it was opening. So I designed a crazy jacket for them. They loved it. Long story short, the company goes from a couple hundred thousand to a million in a very short period of time. And then, and I'm still friends with the owner of the company to this day. Wow. This was 20. What town was it? Was it, it was in, in Patterson. In Patterson, okay. And it, these things are great because this is all the people you meet. Mm -hmm. I meet this guy named Joe Panero. Guy changed okay. my life. He was a digitizer, which a digitizer is a guy who takes yeah. art and throws the stitches to make embroidery for apparel okay. or whatever. He's like, I don't think you should stay here. I think you should move to something else. I'm going to get you an interview with Ralph Lauren. I'm like, how do you do that? Oh and he's like, well, I'm the guy who did the digitizing on the polo pony. And I'm like, he goes, so I'm in with them and I can get you an interview. And I'm like, okay. He gets me an interview. I'm talking like five days. I'm like, okay. So I don't even know what I'm doing. I have some horrible suit. Like who wears a suit to an interview <laughs> back then? I have a suit on for some reason. Oh I look like a terrorist from Die Hard. I'm like, my hair's in a ponytail. Crazy. So I go in there and um, I walk into the library, which is, the, which is what they call the... The, the reception area uh -huh. called the library. Yes. And I had never I've seen anything it's like, like insane, it's right? the most beautiful thing on earth. <laughs> yes. If you haven't seen the Ralph documentary that just came mm -hmm. out called Very Ralph, I highly okay, recommend I it. It is so that. inspirational. It's, it's, it's just a beautiful story, his whole thing. So I get the interview there and they like my book. And then they give me a job as a fashion illustrator, graphic designer for Polo Sport. Okay. And my life changes from wow. there. Wow. Wow. Because That's there incredible. was the... I never, again, not going to school. This was my real education. Because you're there, you learned about such high quality. You're working with mm -hmm. the, the best fashion illustrators. Um, Michael Diamond was there. Um, guys who studied under Bern Hogarth were there. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, the people I'm around. Then I turn around and I meet my wife there. Yeah. So Shout out to sweet Danny B. Exactly it's the right. first time I've had like a husband <laughs> and wife both exactly. on the podcast. So. so things really, really changed. And... Um, I just couldn't believe it. At the time, being at Ralph, it was a real change of seasons for them because John Vervedis was head of design, mm -hmm. who's now John oh Vervedis, yeah. most one of the coolest brands in the last 20 years. Then you've got Frank Mouchins was there, who, who was head of J. Crew for the last 10 years, who's now doing something else. Todd Snyder was there. Like all these amazing people, and we were just peers. I mean, yeah. you know, John Vervedis was in charge, but all the other guys were really peers. We all grew up doing that. So I had a huge education at Ralph and learning about how to do a proper concept mm -hmm. and see it all the way through and visual, visual storytelling. Mm -hmm. um, it was an amazing time. Wow. And how old were you when you landed that job? Oh, I want to say 26. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. And mind you, I had only been designing for about two years. Wow. And I was very lucky to have these opportunities. Mm -hmm. And at Ralph, the way they do it is you're at they have all these different labels. So I got to art direct Polo Sport and then they loved what I was doing there. So like, um, can you take on double RL? So, which was a complete, yeah. really small little capsule -y thing back then before it was all these giant storefronts yep. that they have now. And no one really was doing vintage the way they were doing it. Mm -hmm. And I understood, starting to really learn why things are authentically cool and how you have to go all the way back to the beginning mm -hmm. And then you're like, well, why is those typefaces? Why do those typefaces look like that? Because they were done by hand, or why do those old military labels look so interesting? It's because they weren't done by designers. They were just 
done by some guy in Ohio who said, by his boss said, I need a label for this jacket, go make it. And that's why they looked awkwardly perfect. And um, that's why there's like five typefaces in something sometimes because all these different people touched them. And um, starting to learn those foundations were really important to me. And I was always a huge type geek. Like mm -hmm. I just loved how type gives you an emotion. Mm -hmm. It tells a story. And the, using the right type is such an important part of branding. Yeah. So learning the foundation like that, um, for me, it was it was everything. Wow. And I was going to ask you, like, there's so many graphic designers out there and I, you know, work with so many or people come to me looking for jobs. You know, what do you think sets you apart? Like, what was your like, I don't know, like superpower that really um, made them say, wow, this guy is hired? Like, uh, I think for me, I know it's hard to it's hard to say, but down. I think my superpower would be I never say no. Mm -hmm. And I've always I've had very good mentors in my life, but it's also because I ask, mm -hmm. like, and I want to, I want to learn. So one of the best things I ever learned was from one of, one of my art directors, uh, Mary Cavateo at um, Ralph. She was just like, we would get tons of work in the 11th hour, crazy things would happen. Fashion. And she would, fashion, <laughs> right? And she yeah. would be like, you know, our job uh -huh. is to never say no. It's to say, when do you need it? And what can we do? Mm -hmm. And there's always a compromise. And sometimes someone would be like, I need this immediately. And you'd be like, listen, I can't do it immediately. But what I can do is I can do this, this, and this up to this point. And then they'd be like, all right, cool. Let's do it on Tuesday. Well, all of a sudden, you just bought yourself two mm -hmm. days of design time that you, yes. that you didn't have if you didn't have just asked that very simple question. Mm -hmm. So I think transparency, yes. um, being honest with what you can deliver, because mm -hmm. you want to deliver excellence. Right. You don't want to rush, especially for something creative. Yeah. It might be a tagline. It might be a color theory. It might be a brand icon. Yeah. You don't want to rush to that. You want to make sure it's right. And sometimes yeah. things come instantly. But what happens when they don't? Yes. Yeah. And there's so much thought process that goes behind that. Uh -huh. Like I think a lot of people think, oh, I can just, you know, just have a logo for whatever. Oh, yeah. No money. What, like, oh, well, everyone's was like, I love now that people are like saying like, oh, like you can buy like distressing kits. Yes. Or you can do like all these awful clip arty things that like basically build a logo in two minutes. I know. And you, you know, you look like a thousand bad yes. brands and yeah. you know, it's definitely doesn't give you any uniqueness. So yes. I, I do not recommend those people. Yeah. But it's interesting. <laughs> like, um, you know, well, having worked with you now, um, learning all the different components, especially like the brand guidelines from the create, you know, the creative standpoint, as far as all the different things you can, you know, you can and cannot do with the logo and the sizing and, you know, how it applies to every single touch point of the brand. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, did you have to get, did you have to do those early on or did you kind of develop them like, well, in years? fashion, you don't have, you know, in fashion, you know, these, all these different departments do things, whether it's, mm -hmm. um, and I was always the kind of person who worked with, um, I was, I was always in design for the apparel side first. So I, I learned apparel graphics organically because there's no, you can go to RISD and no one's going to teach you apparel graphics. Um, so that's also why there's a lot of bad fashion out there, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, there's good ways of doing things. There's authentic ways of doing things. And there's things that just don't look nice. So I was also always in the middle between um, because... Being creative is one thing. Being organized and creative really sets you apart on a lot of levels. Um, so, and that's also why I think I rose to get to these art director titles quite quickly in my career. Um, because I was able to organize and manage people, manage my own schedule. And you know me, I'm always pushing about a calendar, right? Mm -hmm. So you gotta have a calendar. Yes, like yes. What, what are the deliverables <laughs> yes. and who's passing the baton at exactly. the right time? Yes. Um, and that's the thing too, is having the right people. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have the right people, you can do all these different things. Yep. So I was always kind of heading the, the creative group that would work with the design team, but then I would also wind up being the liaison between the marketing team and then I, they would ask me to do the on-product marketing, which is uh, in the worlds of fashion, basically it's main labeling, it's all the mm -hmm. content and care, it's the hang tags, the swing tags, mm -hmm. the boxes, the bags. So once they find out you can do that, they're yes. like, oh, you can do that too? And then all of a sudden I started to have departments. Mm -hmm. So, and that's how I kind of rose through the ranks in those things. And they because like, everyone loves a one-stop shop. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what um, I think sets me apart on other things too, is because yeah. I go back to the Mr. Miyagi story, which yeah. is like, I learned how to do offset printing and 
direct embroidery and, you know, screen printing all by hand. Mm -hmm. And so it says like, you know, what's the right paper to do this? Or should we do a spot varnish there? Or can we do emulsion on this screen? Or should we add a micrometer to this to get thicker lay down? Like, yeah. you know, all that stuff um, is, you, you don't know how you're going to learn things. No. But if you if, if but, you pick it up as you go, yep. you can't believe all the knowledge you get um, totally. as your career goes on. And, yep. and if you can apply it the right way, um, it can set you apart. Awesome. So you've, and you've recently, uh, well, I guess how old is Rogue? Creative. Well, Rogue was always a side hustle. A side hustle. Okay. You know, like the official. Yeah, because I was always asked to work on other things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I loved um, working on hospitality groups or, you know, finance things, whatever my other friends were in or acquaintances that I met. They, you know, everybody needs some level of creative help. Um, I got into doing interiors that way too. So, um, you know, all these kind of things happened uh, organically. And okay. then, as my career went on, um, um, I went to, uh, from Ralph, I went to American Eagle. Mm -hmm. Then I went to Tommy Hilfiger after all of that. And then I went to the Children's Place and I ran those brands for a long, long time. And then um, we had a restructure at Children's Place about over a year ago. And um, me and many other VPs uh, were let go. And this was the first time in my career that I was ever let go. Mm -hmm. I had been recruited mm -hmm. uh, by high level jobs my whole life. So I didn't even know how to find a job. Um, and then my amazing wife was like, why don't you look at this a different way as opposed mm -hmm. to being like, as opposed to losing a job, why don't you just go your own way? And I was like, I don't know, should I do that? <laughs> and, you yeah. know, she was super supportive. And as yeah. we're really, I have a, an amazing foundation of friends and family yeah. who pushed me and, and turned me on to other people such as yourself mm -hmm. and our relationships grew. Yeah. Yeah. So Rogue really grew pretty quickly yeah. um, from a side hustle to a proper hustle. Yeah. And the hustle people is real. Uh, yes. <laughs> like, I will tell you this, having no IT and no HR and you yes. know, and no yes. support system on those things. Admin. You just pick up the phone and be like, oh, my computer Invoice. isn't working. Can you guys come down while yes. I grab a coffee? No, that's not happening. No. Now you're like yes. fixing printers and running yes. here and there. Yep. So the hustle yep. is real, yep. but it's your own. It's your own. Yes, exactly. So no, that's good cool. for you. That's awesome. <laughs> And what's your favorite thing about like servicing your clients now, having your own creative studio and doing your own thing? To me, it's the, it's always been the same. It's like taking someone's vision and helping them build, whether it's build a brand mm -hmm. or build a label or whatever they whatever they're doing. I like um, bring your expertise and, and your own style. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I don't think people have ever hired me um, that don't want. A particular style. I mean, I can do clean, I can do vintage, and I can do uh, Americana. I can do lots of different things and preppy and modern. Mm -hmm. But they come natural, right? Yeah. I don't think people would hire me otherwise for those kind of things. So I think as your style develops over a year and you become known for these things and people see the marks you've done or the things you've built or the interiors you've designed or uh, the labels you've worked with, um, People get to know who you are and then they want that flavor. And then yeah. again, you're not thinking outside your wheelhouse, your wheelhouse, you know, you you hope you have a, a wide bandwidth of, of talent and uh, creativity. Um, but I've also had great people to work with. So, you know, you, you kind of yeah. learn as you go with that stuff, mm -hmm. too. No, totally. And I was going to say, um, you know, it's interesting because our business and, you know, some of the clients, too, um, that we've been um working on um you know they have different uh needs and everyone is custom you know so it's not like you know here's the service and you get this so every client you know there's a different budget there's a different um you know uh service or product and or a different set of problems a set too. Of problems exactly and it's like you know my philosophy has always been you know um in really help them streamline so they're investing the money for the best um roi return on investment and in and in priority so this this is what you need to do first, like absolutely. Um, so I guess the question is, how do you, you know, um, tell brands what they need because they don't know what they need, and right. I always find that as a challenge. Even CEOs, like, what's branding? And you have mm -hmm. to. I feel like I'm educating all the time. It's not just a logo. You are. People are coming to you because yes. they need your help. Yes. Right. And through the experience of time, you realize that a lot of people have the same situations that you need solved. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people have a logo that's tired and you need to reinvent it or they just need a refresh or they've had a bad design that for whatever reason they have it 
you need to reinvent them. But sometimes you get a brand from scratch. So everybody needs different things at different times. There is a bit of a short menu you can come up with. Mm -hmm. And I think that's helpful too. Um, I always find it more important. I mean, I know everyone loves to email and everybody loves to text. I still enjoy a phone call. Yes. And I find that's really a good part of the uh, the initial jump off. And I say, okay, let me put my Don Draper hat for, on for a minute and sit down and say, you know, what are the things that you like? What are the things you think you're missing? Are there things you like about competition? And if say, someone wants a new website or something, and I'll be like, well, you can look, say we're working for a car dealership. I'd be like, well, you can look at other car dealerships or, you can, or working with a hair salon. You can say you look at other hair salons, but they could also look at a restaurant and think they might have the best website yeah. or the best logo. Mm -hmm. And you never want to knock anything off from anywhere. But at the same time, you need a place of reference, yeah. you know? So I want to be like, what do you like about that? Is it like you like the weight of that font or you like the colorway or mm -hmm. you like the technique of this guy's business card that we printed or those kind of things give you at least a thing. But I can't do that over email. Yes. You know, a mm -hmm. good phone call also makes it more collaborative and fun. Sure. So if someone, again, you said, you know, what's your superpower? I'd say more than anything, my superpower is I make it fun for people mm -hmm. and I take the pressure off of them Yes. because they get very stressed out. Yeah, because some people aren't as creative or some people have like a, a creative bone. So they, they have a lot to say mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, stepping back and kind of making sure that you're, you know, working together, mm -hmm. but then others just want you to do it, which is the best. <laughs> <laughs> you have both clients all the time. You know, there's some people who have a yes. lot of questions yes. and some people have really very little direction. And you're yes. kind of like, oh my God, I hope this is going to be good. Yeah. And you have to go with your gut on things yes. too. And, and they trust you. Yeah. There's a say, reason they want you to work one. with them. So you bring your yes. thing to the table. Exactly. Um, yeah, totally. But I, I think making it fun and collaborative, mm -hmm. getting the right direction from yes. your client is the most important rule of the game. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not aligned from the get-go, you're not going to most likely arrive quickly Yes. where you want to go. And then you're wasting your time, their money. You want to make sure like, where do you think we want to go? And I suggest a couple conversations, maybe some quick mock-ups or mm -hmm. some swipe. Um, a Pinterest board is never a bad idea. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. those kind of things, um, those things go a long way. And I don't say, show me 400 ideas that you like. What's your top five? Yeah. And then we're going to get there pretty quick. It'll yep. be fun. Um, totally. You'll be on time. Um, yes. And it won't cost a fortune. Yeah, got it. Do you have any crazy client stories? Oh my god, <laughs> that you can share. We turn all the mic. I'm off. like, oh, we just like <laughs> no. You know. um, I mean, some of, some of those they, stories are great. Um, I know. You know, I mean, in fashion, there's a million crazy stories. I know. And you know, <laughs> I, it's like there's so many things that are funny. But you know, I think what's crazy to some people is, is not so crazy yes. to others. Mm -hmm. um, I think the craziest thing always is, is how everybody always needs yesterday. Yes. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've never got a client to be like, you know what? Take your time. <laughs> know. You know, when you're ready, I'm ready. That's really not it. I know. You they know, it's it like, I mean, I'm working on a pop-up for a client uh, in the city. Okay. And this is from an old acquaintance and they, who I used to know from a merchant background and he's running a brand out in Utah and he calls me up and he's like, I need you. And I'm like, okay, what do you got to do? <laughs> he's like, we got to put together this pop-up. But at the same time, I got to reinvent what they're doing and make it more current. But can you make it kind of New York, but kind of Utah at the same time? <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> and of I can course, do I'm it. like, let, let yes. me call you back. <laughs> and then we did it. We did it in eight days. Wow. It starts on wow. Saturday. And um, it's really going to be awesome. Cool. It, it, I, yes. I was on press for two days, making it everything look perfect. Oh my gosh. And I'm really excited how the samples came out. And so having one foot in fashion still yes. and yes. one foot in, I wouldn't say corporate branding, but other retail branding and yep. hospitality branding has been very, very fun. Yes. Very cool. We always say, um, and uh, I don't know if you agree, but like having worked in the fashion industry my whole career, you know, I feel like everything else doesn't seem as crazy or maybe just because fashion is so intense and I feel like, you know, every little detail is like, like I mean, it's like, where's that button? There's that, that was supposed to be there. You know, like, I mean, it's like over a button. I just remember like the craziest story. Well, that's a good crazy story know? there right there is that we were in a Ralph meeting and we're all sitting around looking at review and then Ralph would come in and he'd whisper something to Jerry and then Jerry would be like, looking around and then someone would be like, get me something red. 
And I'm like, there's like 52 standards of red on the oh floor. And everyone would be like, not that red. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. And, some, and it's like, you know, and some runner would have to go and get yeah, like the, 50 vintage t shirts of red to find the right red. But yes. there clearly is the right red. Yes. So, yeah, yep. I love those things. Yeah, no, totally. But those things put you on, they keep you on your toes. They do. They do. And that's why I think it's like every single, um, you know, color and font and spacing. I mean, like, that's why, I don't know. I, yeah. I find myself so detail oriented because I was forced to be, and you're just, you experience it. Like you have to look at things like 10 times and just be, you know, oh, yeah. on your game. When I took <laughs> over for American Eagle, they really had no uh, design team. It was a very small mm -hmm. team. Uh, the guy running the show at the time was uh, Joe Diversa. And he, they had brought him in to really build a design team. And he was an amazing eye for talent. Um, and I still speak to him mm -hmm. to this day. And he's one of my favorite people I've ever worked with. And he put together an amazing team. We had a really short, really small team, little teeny office right across from the library in Manhattan okay. on Fifth Ave. And it was hilarious. And like, we would be on top of each other working. But you know, his favorite thing always would be running around like kooks and he'd be like, figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. <laughs> you know, and yeah. that was it. Like, yeah. you, like you're brought in mm -hmm. in these capacities to have the answer. No one else is going to find yeah. it for you sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I've always told my designers who've, who've worked for me, when you're working on a project, ask enough questions up front and try to have the answer before the question's asked. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. you know what's going to come up through your experience over time. Mm -hmm. You know, try to solve all these things through, you know, through intuitive questions. Yeah. So you could help your client, whether it's internal or external, um, whoever you're working collaboratively with, you want to make sure you could say to them, these are the, all the parameters of the scope of the project that we need to know up front mm -hmm. to really designed in what I like to refer to as like a 360. Mm -hmm. So if it's a branding project, you've got to take it from the, the logo part to where else does it affect right away? Where are all these mm -hmm. customer facing things we need to solve? Whether it's the storefront, it's maybe the glass on the window, maybe it's the, the sign above the door, maybe there's a roadside sign, uh, maybe there's trucks and branding. Mm -hmm. If you don't work on all these things, at least in a sketch form up front, your great logo may not look great in all those yeah, capacities, you know, yep. or you want to come up with a beautiful 19 color logo. Yes. Better look good black and white. Too. Yes, exactly. You know? Cause you know, all the places it's going to go yeah. and ads and right. co you know, and just marketing that. events. Mm -hmm. and, and you had said, stuff. Oh, is, is there a one way to do it? No, because a yes. restaurant yeah. is different than an HVAC company, mm -hmm. Yep. you know, and totally. you know, whoever we're working with has all these different needs. Yes. But a lot of them are similar up front, so at least you can kind of begin the process yes, that way. Yes, and see, and their priorities might be different than you think. You know what you yeah. think their priorities are. Yeah, well, that's a great are. point. Is what's the priority? Like, yes, like, because some people want to do a clean sweep, right? Yeah, and but you know you can never really do that. And in fashion, when we would do like a marketing change on a big program, say like a denim, where you're doing hundreds of millions of dollars in denim, oh right? Goodness. Yeah, they want to change the packaging almost every year. So you're talking all the waistbands, all the swing tags, oh. all the jackrons, and all the timeline, the, like all the leg sure stickers. You yes. the so you got to do it. And, oh, right. And the delivery. Oh, and it's oh all done God. overseas. So it's crazy. Oh. And then it's done. And some of it's done at uh, facilities when they get the garments in. Wow. Some it's done at the store level. So there's all these different things. Mm -hmm. And we would call, we would make the big changes where we could and everything else would be called a rolling change. Yeah. So I've, I've applied that to other brands now. Um, because it really doesn't apply just to fashion. You could affect this many things at one time. And, you know, when we do a branding project together mm -hmm. and we want to make it an event, you know, you don't want to just roll out a new logo on like a business yeah. card. You want to make an event out of it, especially yes. these days where everything's about Instagram. Yep. Everyone wants mm -hmm. content and a story. Yes. So you want to say, we're going to affect these many components, mm. this much internally, this much externally and be able to make an event out of it in a story, give your client content, mm -hmm. give their social media partners things to talk about, mm -hmm. and then also make an experience for the customers as well as the people who work there. Because yes. for them, this is a big deal. Yes. Very totally. big deal. Totally. So yeah. we're gonna do all these customer facing things at one time, change it, make sure all those components look great. And then there's the smaller things where we can roll out uh, in, a, in an easier way, whether mm -hmm. they be 
email signatures or blasts or whatever. Yes. Yep. There's so many different mm -hmm. uh, components, email signatures. <laughs> Which is always like a good your time. Digital, yes, always a good time. Your digital Which uh, should business be easy, card. But, and they never are. Yes, yes. So there's so <laughs> many little things that really, you know, people don't think about too. Like I think I think the email signature is huge because people are, you're emailing back and forth your customers, clients. It's an introduction. And it it's should your, look great. It's your link to your social. Mm -hmm. Like it, there's so many call to action, you know, things. Every single interaction, it's constantly putting the, your branding in their face. And um, I don't know, I think that's huge. Well, it's like you mentioned the brand guidelines, which yes. is why, and not everybody can afford a full in-depth brand yes. guideline, and maybe not every client needs it. But I think everybody needs a rules of engagement because they're always working with third-party people, mm -hmm. whether it's your web designer or your social media director, or sometimes just your intern, but they need some foundation to start yeah. with, so their color palette. Yes, which is huge. Your Pantone colors, like what? What's your Pantone? You cannot say I don't, don't know. know their colors. <laughs> I don't know my Pantone. So you there's know? like you know, or they have bogus colors. Like we used to do like like a, a Tommy. We would have like, oh, that's Tommy blue. I'm like, guys, that's not a blue. Like, okay, <laughs> so, okay. There's no Pantone in Tommy people blue. No, oh baby, do baby blue. <laughs> yeah. you know? So you got to have a, a good set of guidelines, yes, and it should have sure. all your typography and yes. rules of how to use the the logo properly and and space issues, mm -hmm. um, all those kind of things. Yes. Um, obviously your typefaces. Yes. You know, and you know, just because it looks like that typeface does yes. not make it that typeface, guys. Totally. So it's... you want to make sure you, you have all these things, at least in some place where um, everyone can access it yep. and um, have it on a Dropbox or on an internal server exactly. in PDF and all these different formats that you can send to other people. Yes. So your stuff looks great every time. Totally. Especially even um, if you're sponsoring charity events and they ask for your logo for the poster, you know, it's like there's so many examples oh, yeah. of you sending out your branding in assets to third parties. Oh, yeah. And then, it, you know, it has to, you have to really protect your brand. Well, at all levels. <laughs> I agree. I mean, yes. that's one of the things I like, and I think that's one of the things the customers like about hiring mm -hmm. uh, Rogue is that what we do is is different than other people. Where we'll do all of the the branding and all the paper collateral, but then we'll also do their merch. Mm -hmm. So we'll do all their all their um, apparel things for events for their customers, as well as retail sometimes. Mm -hmm. So we'll do all that different stuff and we yeah. can we can be a one-stop shop where I think others can. Mm -hmm. And so you also will customize budgets to the client to oh, depending on what they need. So if there are smaller clients, that's where I always find the challenge because I've, I work with so many um, small business owners that also want that same level of design. So it's like, you know, how do you scale? You know, it's so funny. <laughs> Sorry putting you on the spot. No, I know I asked me that, myself that question. It's a great question because so many people ask me, how do you price They're things like, or this keep, and that? You know, outside my price range, can I hire him, you know, I agree. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I always feel like there's a price, there's a price budget for everything. Mm -hmm. There's certain, like if there's someone who wants to go out and get a hundred dollar logo off the internet, you can do that. Yeah. And sometimes it'll be all right and yeah. do it. Um, but I don't think for a proper brand um, that you're really, you know, going to build stuff with and, and have longevity that you should be going down that mm -hmm. road because you're not going to get the service and the detail mm -hmm. and also the collaborative uh, creative director part that you yeah. need that comes with it. So there's a price for every brand. There's a price for everything. And it could all be negotiated, you know. But again, I find good things and new channels of work come through relationships. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you an example was um, everybody locally knows Quincy Mumford. Mm -hmm. Okay. Everyone loves Quincy. I knew Quincy since he was a kid. And I was turned on to work with Quincy from a friend. And he was just starting out. But his dad was his manager, called me up, and they said, can you work on a logo for Quincy? And John Liedersdorf was managing him and doing his production through Lake House at the time. And he's like, can you work on a, on a logo for Quincy? I met Quincy at John's. We talk about it. I think he's still even using the logo today. And this has to be 15 years ago now. Yes. But through that, I became friends with the family, the Mumford family, who are restaurateurs. They brought me in multiple times now over the course of many, many years, have been great friends and partners. So I helped work on, I helped design their cafe. Um, I've worked on branding for um, multiple different projects, even current things that they're doing now that they've left, they've left the, the restaurant industry. Um, it's a super way of getting work. It's mm -hmm. just, if you're going to be the person who's too expensive, mm -hmm. you're going to have a lot less work, yeah. you know, and... I feel like 
there's a way to work budgets for everybody mm -hmm. and you can figure out payment plans. You can do all kinds of mm -hmm. stuff, but you know, you've got to start somewhere. Yes. And yes. there's a lot of, you know, at American Eagle, we used to say like, there's like a, there, they used to have a, 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 a diagram of the United States, like a pyramid. And they'd be like, there's this many people at the top and there's that way many people in the middle and at the bottom. You want all of that. How do you service all of that? Mm. You know, and you know, those are the kind of things that you, you've got to be open to all of yeah. it. You really do. You've got to be open to all of it. And you're going to find a lot more work and things lead to so many different roads when you're yeah, open. Yeah, absolutely. When you're open. Yes. Then, you know, I'm a big yep. yoga guy. So, yeah, I'm, so I'm, you, <laughs> you know, I just think being open, open to the universe and yes. what it brings back to you is a yes. good thing. Totally. totally. <laughs> no, that's great advice. And you've taught me that, you know, too, because it's, it's hard um, when you're trying to figure out, okay, what, you know, who do I service? Who's my ideal client? Well, you know what you want. And, and you, you know, know, right. You know what you want, but you also want to be, you don't want to be the guy that everyone's yeah. scared to call. Yes. You're yeah, exactly. Be, you know, you want your phone ringing yeah. all the time. Yeah. Exactly. And I was a small business owner, so I love working with small business owners. I do too. They're super so, passionate. Yes. They and that's need my your help. Obsession. Like that's what I really yeah. get excited about. So, um, you know, just um, working in a way. And I think, um, you know, coming up with just the basics, like you said, it, they don't have to have like a, you know, 50 page brand guideline and pamphlet, um, but a one sheeter that really spells out the Pantone colors, the you know, you get this. You can do this with this logo. Don't stretch it. <laughs> there's not a there's not a brand. There's not even a pizza place out there yes. that doesn't need a one sheet. Yes, everyone needs a you one sheet. <laughs> they need their brand. I'm sorry. Their brand everyone pillars. needs one. Exactly. Yeah, brand pillars are. That's your yes. mantra. Yes, my mantra is my brand pillars. I, but, know. <laughs> I know. Again, I've learned that from you. Yes, yes. Because now I throw that all the time. Yes, I'm like, what are brand like, pillars? Brand pillars. But I, I, you know, again, I think it's like if you really, if you nail down your brand from the beginning, yes, it will evolve. You know, yes, there'll be um, changes down the road, but you it just, you know, it's like knowing who you are. It's like you can't open a restaurant without a menu. Well, you know, like you have to. You got to know your elevator pitch, too. In, yes. What is your brand? What's your elevator? Every brand's got to have an elevator pitch. Yes. If you can't tell me what your brand is in a very short sentence, yeah. well, then we've got a lot of work well, to I'm do. Well, I'm not talking about you then. If I, <laughs> if I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love to talk word of mouth and talk about people. Right. But if I don't, if I'm still confused. Right. You're not getting my, you know, like. <laughs> and, that's, and that's part of, that's part of the thing of yes. proper branding mm -hmm. is helping people figure out their elevator pitch. Yes. What sets maybe, them apart. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's their tagline that mm -hmm. really needs to be defined. Um, yeah. But everyone needs to be short and concise because this is uh, uh, more than ever the age of very short attention span. Mm -hmm. People are always constantly swiping. Yes. So, yep. you, you know, your stuff's got to look great yep. from the get go because in totally. two seconds later, there's another thing they're looking at. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, you know, constantly mm -hmm. evolving. Um, and is there a favorite project um, that you, I don't know, that stands out? I mean, I, I, in your career? The American Eagle icon yes. was such a great project because it was one of those kind of things that, like, it came along at a certain time for for their brand. At that point, I was working as head of um, men's design uh, graphics and on okay. product marketing, and I was running um, that for them. And Roger Markfield was the head of uh, the company at the time. He was an amazing mentor. He's one of the greatest Aww. people I've ever met. Super, super smart. Yes, this is a guy. I don't think he was ever wrong. Like, yes, he made cha he would challenge you to death. Okay, but he always had a point of view and was always fair about it. And he was. Always, always right. And he uh, built that brand from everywhere. He was to the point where he was like, we need to have a real identifier. We need to really get a mark. And he's like, Keith, you're from Polo. You have a background. <laughs> Figure it out. And I'm like, oh, okay. oh my goodness. And he was like, you got to eat. We got to come up with something. I'm like, and with that name, of course. Yes. No, I actually didn't, of course, have to be an eagle. Because for yes. many years, it was just A.E. Yes. Which really is not an exciting thing on a yeah. garment. Yes. So I went back and I did a lot of vintage research and I wanted to make sure something that didn't look like a wildlife company mm -hmm. and looked preppy and sporty and athletic and all these different things it needed to be at the time. And I drew two in a very short time and I knew which one it would be, but I had to get two sewn out. Mm. And this at the time was just to be for a polo shirt program because our polo shirts just had AE on them. They were not selling that great. And it was a nice garment, but they just didn't have any emotion. Mm -hmm. Once we put the the icon onto the polo, the sales went 
ballistic. Wow. And it was a game-changing thing. Amazing. And over time, the scale developed, the detail developed, but we did it very, very quickly. Then we were like, what are we going to do with this thing? People really like it. Yeah. We started to put it in graphic tees. We started to put it in all our marketing. All of a sudden, I turn around, these things on flags in front of I giant know, stores, trucks. It huge. was on over a hundred, it was on over a thousand stores. Oh my gosh. And on almost every product. And it was probably the most exciting thing to ever see happen yeah. that quickly. Wow. And to be part of it was great. That's you know, amazing. so it was, um, it's probably my f- most famous thing in my book yes. and people talk about it often, which is great. And I like to tell people the story because they're yes. like, how did you do that? I'm like, yeah. it happened really naturally. And it was yes. again, because really just Roger being the client mm-hmm. demanded we come up with something quickly Yes, and it has to be perfect. Yes. And once we put it on, everybody was like, Ooh, this yeah. is going to be something. And it really was wow, great. And the customer cool. told us that they liked they, it. Yeah. And that's how you had, that's how you knew because yes. they would have told us, they would have been like, if the sales didn't do anything, it never would have became mm-hmm. what it did. Yep. Yep. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> that's uh, incredible. Um, everyone knows that logo. <laughs> You even beat out uh, Holly because I always ask my sister, you know, I'm like, how do you feel when you see all these people wearing Rook shirts? Oh, but I, I, you, I Listen, mean, that Rook bird's no I mean, <laughs> the Rook right? bird. I mean, that but Rook I mean, bird's everywhere. Eagle, you know, know, I got one on my surfboard. Bag, I know, so like, <laughs> I know. But it must be that feeling of seeing everyone oh, wearing it. That's pretty cool. It was very, yes. it was very cool, especially when it really first happened. Oh my gosh. And then when it started to be like on every t shirt and everything else. So yeah, yeah it was cool. Yeah. Very I would, cool. I'd be remiss to say otherwise. That's awesome. And so, how do you find your like creative inspiration on a daily basis i mean i as a graphic yeah. designer i always tell my my teams who who've worked for me or worked with me that you're never not working yeah and back in the days before you had iphones i used to carry around a disposable camera and i would i'd be walking down the streets of manhattan and i'd see a cool old stencil on a dumpster and i would mm-hmm. take a picture of it and you know all these kind of things like that but you know, you're never not working and through social media, you're constantly getting bombarded with content. Yes. So yeah. I'm constantly screen grabbing. The yeah. note application is my favorite application of okay. all time. I'm constantly writing myself notes of what to work on. And I've been a, a surfer since I was 12. And I surf, one of the reasons we live in Asbury Park yeah. or is Ocean Grove in Asbury Park is because Asbury Park is my favorite place to surf. Whenever I'm surfing, I'm quiet. Yeah. And if I can't think of an idea, I'll go out and surf for a while. And you're really idle when you're out there because you're focusing on one thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you're in the shower, you can mm-hmm. write the best song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's that kind of thing. I'm in the car. I, I yeah, think those those moments yeah. when you you have that. So between yoga and surfing mm-hmm. and constantly being aware of what's around you. If I see a great colorway, like I walked in, I just saw Ming's table with the black, yeah. white, and silver. It's I was like, that looks killer. really good. And it looks really yeah. great next to my my aqua coffee cup and i'm like that could be a great colorway you know so i'm just like that's kind of cool i'll make sure i'm going to take a photograph before i split and okay so those things to me mean stuff yes and you know i think you have to you have to write it down or at least i do anyway Mm -hmm. or i'll forget it yeah you know i love that story of like keith richards when he wrote like satisfaction that he used to leave a recorder on all the time and he played the riff and went to sleep and it ran to the end. And then when he woke up the next day, he went back and replayed it. And he was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Because <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't exactly sure yeah. what he had. Sure. And yep. then he was like, that's really good. Yep. yep. You know? Yep. And so that's, that's, you know, you've got to, you've got to constantly take notes. Yes. Yeah. You know? I know. I'm always emailing myself. Oh, I do too. <laughs> it's emailing. Oh yeah. I'm working for a client right now and I was screen grabbing some oh. things from another computer where I was working yesterday, yes. uh, consulting and I shot them all home. So I had them. And when I got home last night, I downloaded them like, and some of them were okay. Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> some of them were a good idea at the time. But, um, so, um, so Rogue is, um, I guess, officially over a year old yeah. pretty much mm-hmm. and so um so you're enjoying being local i mean i know you're back and forth to the city too yes. but um so where do you see yourself in like five years <laughs> <laughs> do you still want to be yeah i think i'm always i just want to make sure i'm always creative creative yes. you know yeah. I, at that point whether i'm doing more fine art or yeah. whether i'm um doing more things with more clients on the regular you know yeah. i love being able to be still work in manhattan consulting with certain brands there yeah or you know we're working internationally on something yes, together which yes. is really cool switzerland switzerland so it's like <laughs> you know exciting. that was the best email i ever got was, yes. was like we're international <laughs> so you know 
I, I love how this is happening organically. Yes. So I'm really not even trying to project five years yeah. anymore. Yep. You know, totally. I'm trying to, I, I keep quoting the yoga stuff. I'm trying to accept yeah. things as they happen mm -hmm. and enjoy the ride. Yes. Because yeah. I'm a worrier. And yeah. I think that's also a good thing too, because yeah. I worry that everything's perfect where I try to make it perfect and mm -hmm. you can't control literally anything. Yeah. So yep. um, knowing that is good. So I'm really just trying to enjoy the ride, yeah. you know, and because and I met a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in years um, in the city one day we were talking and he's been a freelancer his whole life. And he goes, I'm going to tell you something. He goes, there's going to be moments when the phone doesn't ring at all. And there's gonna be times you're going to be like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Yeah. And then there's going to be times where you can't even do all the work that you have. You got to enjoy both of it yeah. and all of it. So, you know, I'm learning to do that. Like the waves. Yeah. Yes, it's <laughs> yeah. like the waves. Sometimes yep. you can ride that one to the beach because it's really good. Then yes. you should just call it. Yes. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. really fun. Totally. So, yeah, totally. that's, um, you got to yeah. do it. You have to enjoy the ride. Yep. Good, good advice. Um, it's funny. I, I met with um, a guy right out of school yesterday, graphic designer, you know, really talented. He wants to intern and looking for a full time job. Trying to give him advice. I know it's changed so much the landscape, mm -hmm. of course, with social media and now like designers having to do a lot of different, um, you know, parts of the job. Um, what advice would you give to someone who is looking to get into the industry and looks up to you and, you know, says, I want to do what Keith is Interning doing? Interning is the best thing. Interning, yeah. Um, I would also suggest really studying what you want. Roger Markfield, who I mentioned before, had one of the best mantras of all time. He said, he said, you should be a student of the business. Mm -hmm. That means a lot of things. What business do you want to be in? Like, what do you want you as a designer? What do you want to be in? Yeah. If you want to design for movie posters, you should study those movie posters and why they work and the ones that are terrible mm -hmm. and the ones that look great. There's a reason why all the type is condensed. Know though, know that there's a lot of information. that has got to be in a very small space. If you want to work for animation, if you want to work, for apparel graphics, okay? Mm -hmm. There's places to get interns, but nothing is gonna happen unless you make it happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we were hiring, like my wife has a bakery, and we were hiring uh, staff at one point, and this one kid was so persistent, she called me so many times to, to get to, to, for the position, uh, just for, uh, for the coffee bar. And I love that she was so excited, she really wanted to be part of Danny's thing. Yeah. Who doesn't? And, yeah, I know. <laughs> and um, we gave her the job and she had wow. no experience, yep. but she was just so eager. And she was like, yes. when can I meet you guys? When can I come down? And we were like, oh my God, come on down. Yeah. And she, we hired her and she turned out great. Awesome. Awesome. And the thing is, she it's was like, hungry for it. And yes. I think yeah. being eager yep. will never be a bad thing. Yes. And, um, you know, and if you, if you can get in the door. Yeah. Wow, people. Yes. Go the extra mile. Say you yes. Know, yeah. For don't, show up. Don't, don't ask when lunch is. Like, work really hard. You know, all that stuff will happen. I know. Money, I know. Will, money will come with yes. work. Yes. And experience Absolutely. will give you more work. Um, yep. You know, also designing projects that don't exist. Like when yeah. I was saying before, when I first started, I had no real experience. So I did a portfolio based on nothing. At the time, I was into tennis. So I did, I'm going to come up with a, an ad for a racket and I made it up. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, if I'm going to interview with a certain client, uh, maybe I'll work on something that looks in that genre. So mm -hmm. we have something to talk about sure. and work off of it. Um, Very smart. You know, those are the kind of things like, you know, being a student of the business goes mm -hmm. a long way. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. <clears throat> I like the persistence. Mm -hmm. I mean, people who are, you know, hiring um, are so busy. And I just find, too, the people that call and, you know, and they say they're going to call. Follow up. Follow up. Follow up. I love it because I'm so busy. Oh, yeah. Thank oh, you yeah. so much. Like, yes, come in tomorrow. Yes. Like, you know, and, they, and I remember when I was younger, I was scared to reach out or, oh, you know, yeah. I still you know, sometimes. say I don't be a pain in the to butt. people, you know, and I, I and they're just like little tricks. Like if I want to meet someone, I'll be like, all right, there's a coffee place right next to your office. 15 minutes I'll call you on Monday to remind you like you do everything so they don't have to do anything like they just have to show up like you do all the work mm -hmm. and really make it as easy as possible for them I mean LinkedIn, I wish I knew that yeah when I was LinkedIn younger, these but, days is very good yeah but LinkedIn today is now an active social thing it used to be a place you post your website yes. or excuse me your, your resume your or resume. whatever mm -hmm. now it's much more active than it used to be but you've got to be engaging mm -hmm. with things and you know, you can easily be someone's pain in the butt if you're not careful. So, you know, you do have to watch how far you're pushing mm -hmm. on things. But, you know, you also have to engage clients that you want to pursue. Yeah. And then if you get 
a referral, you got to reach out to them and then they might be busy. Offer them a couple alternatives when they can meet. If they don't call you back, wait, you know, Mm -hmm. um, patience is a big deal, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, knowing how, how to be uh, an effective partner, um, Mm -hmm. is a big deal. Yep. Yep. Um, no, great, great mm-hmm. advice. So, um, I was going to say our brand groupies podcast is not complete without talking about music. <laughs> oh my God. This is always the scariest question. <laughs> and so, um, first question, who is your favorite band to listen to while you work or do you listen oh, to music while you work? Well, it's funny. Cause I was talking to me when we got here is like, yes. I'm super into podcasts these days. Yeah. So it really depends. And I've been a Stern fan my whole life. So I okay. still find his interviews the most compelling. He just had Hillary Clinton on the other day. So, but yes. I can't do that when I'm working because I want to pay attention sure. to certain things. Yes. So the podcast thing's good for maybe when you're swiping or, mm-hmm. you know, you're getting gathering information yep. or color theories or whatever. But when I'm really just working, I want something that's kind of fun. And so I'll put like, I'll drive my wife crazy because I like, I like old school, like 70s funk and uh-huh. stuff like that. But I'm really a rock guy more than yes. anything. So I would say um, I'll put on some 90s music or something like that. Something that really just gives yeah. me some energy. Why I got to keep moving. So the yes. coffee pot's usually going and yes. the music's almost always on. Okay. Sonos is the best thing for your studio of all time. Okay. All right. All right. I <laughs> Highly recommend it. Sonos. Very cool. Um, and the Brand Groupies Challenge. If Rogue were a song, <laughs> what song would it be? Oh, my God. There's so many. And I think it changes yes, all the time. And I'm a huge question. music geek. Yes. So I, put, I can equate every good moment of my life to a song. I'm like a John Hughes movie. Okay. Um, but I think Tom Petty's The Waiting is probably one of my favorite mm-hmm. things. No, that's, it's really a relationship song, but you yes. can apply things to a lot of different things. Okay. The Waiting is very important because I think your career at very different times is going to take an arc. Yeah. And the patience of anything and the process of it all and the waiting is really hard, mm-hmm. you know, and that song really reminds you of that. At least it reminds me of that. So that would probably be my go to song. All right. Plus, good I think Tom Petty's good for Good me. one. I know Tom Petty's <laughs> amazing. I, I, I still regret never seeing him in concert. Oh. That's why I'm like seeing everyone who's like oh. getting up there. I'm like, oh, yeah. I am seeing everyone this. this this year. Danny took me for my birthday yes. one year. And for me, it was like. It was a very come to Jesus moment. Oh, oh my God. That's amazing. Well, that's a great, great pick. <laughs> so, um, well, thank you so much, Keith. I want to just plug your, um, you know, your website and social if you want to sure. tell everyone yeah. what it is. Um, you uh, can find me at Road Creative uh, Design at, uh, uh, the, on my website and Road Creative Design on my Instagram. Uh, you can DM me anytime for any questions. Uh, I look forward to working with just about anybody, anybody. <laughs> who really wants some help creative yes. direction wise, building their brands, uh, whether it's custom apparel, whether it's branding, whether it's facades, um, we can really kind of service you all. Uh, mm-hmm. We can do social, everything. Awesome. All, all right. right. Well, thank you so much thank you. for that being was the fun, first Brand Groupies backstage I guest. appreciate being the first. All right. <laughs> it's going to be a hard act to follow. Good time. So thanks again, Keith. Really thank appreciate you. it. Thank you.